Hey everyone, welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast. I am Sarah C, and I'm back with you solo again for another week. I think Holly should be able to come back for the next one, I'm hoping. Um, I know she's still not feeling great. She is home from the hospital, so that's good. But um, continue to think about her so we can get her back ASAP, because it's a lot more fun doing this with her. Um, So I'm just going to pretend that I'm doing it with all of you guys, and that's who I'm talking to, because otherwise I'll drive myself crazy. So a lot has been, a lot of shows wrapping up, a lot to cover. I'm going to talk about Summer House, the Salt Lake reunion, a little Dallas, a little of the Southern Charm, even though that was last week. And just kind of get into it. So um, I think I'll leave Southern Charm for the end since it's the oldest. And that way, if anyone doesn't want to listen, they can just stop after whatever. So I'll start with Summer House, then move into Salt Lake Reunion, Dallas, then Southern Charm. But before we get into things, got some birthdays. Um, We had a few... Uh, that we missed that came after the podcast I did last week. So um, I didn't see the post about them until after I'd already podcasted. So just want to shout those out. So we missed Shana Lee on February 1st, Lisa Schmidke on February 2nd. Um, So happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to you guys. I hope it was fun. This week, we've got Kate Lawrence on February 11th. Lydia Dalkey, February 12th. I've met you, Lydia, on Sheena's Huddle. Um, Lisa Manick, Hackman, February 13th. Shailene White, February 15th. Funny, there's no February 14th. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, Sarah McCone Stamper on February 16th, as well as Shannon Shraw on February 16th. On February 18th, Marissa Gaines turns 35, a big one, so hope you have a great birthday. Also on February 18th is Greer Van Ratke. And finally, February 19th, we have Christy Bits. So, hope you guys have a great birthday, and we'll be back hopefully soon with Holly, and catch you guys for next week's birthdays. So what's been going on? Well, I saw some of you posted in our group. Um, You guys also, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, Vanderpump Rules Party on Facebook. It's a private closed group. All things Vanderpump. um, Lots of secrets and special little insider stuff in there. So join our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Follow us on Instagram, Vanderpump Rules Party. Or Sarah C-O-C, S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C. On Instagram, um, if you want me to follow back, just ask, because I shall. Anyways, um, so someone posted Jax. They're like, why is Jax commenting on a tweet from 2015? So it's someone posted in 2015, they were at the dentist waiting, and on the wall was like a picture, an ad of Jax. Like, he was obviously in a dental ad. And Jax just commented this week. He's like, oh, that old thing's still up. It's like, are you just searching your name? You're that bored or that thirsty. You're searching your name for years and years and going back and commenting on old posts. That's funny. He's also posting, again, complaining about LA. Why would anyone want to move here? This place is a hole in the ground. Mm, Didn't you just buy a home here? Like, what changed so much within a year? I mean, come on. I think someone's maybe just a little bitter that they're probably going to be forced to leave L.A. because they have no job anymore and no way to pay the mortgage. I mean, it's not like you can retire on just add X anymore. Like, I'm sure that was a thriving business anyways. Anyways, what else has been going on? Brock dressed up in drag and led a workout class on the beach. And it's notable here, I posted this in the Facebook group, not trying to be mean to this to either person, but literally when I saw him on Instagram, this is Sheena's boyfriend, Brock, why? he looked like Dana Schroeder to me. It was like, whoa, and that it's not intended to be mean because they, they both are beautiful. Um, just check it out. You might not be able to unsee that because I definitely couldn't. So look at it. 
<clears throat> check it out. Um, what else? Stassi's been posting a lot of pictures with her baby, with Dana and Bo and Brittany and Kristen. And, um, yeah, I guess I don't really have anything more to say on that. Uh, cool. <laughs> Lala, this is weird. Like, I know they switched podcast platforms and they're also moving to a visual format, but how long is this going to take? I mean, this is like some Katie Maloney, like six month prep podcasting shit. They haven't posted a podcast since December 22nd. I mean, it's the middle of February. It's kind of weird. So I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen her posting much personally either, just all about her makeup and everything. So I don't know. I mean, I hope everything's well, like health wise, because nobody wishes anything bad on that front. She did post a picture on Instagram that is the back of her book cover, as well as the front. The front looked fine, but I'm super confused on the back cover. First of all, she looks like she's like shitting out tree branches. So it's a very confusing, like your eyes are drawn. You're like, is she shitting? Are those trees? Are the What is going on? It was an odd choice. And the way she's positioned and sitting, you know, it's a fine line when you're trying to do like a leg spread look versus you look like you're about to take a shit look. It's very, you really have to know your angles and get that angle precisely down. Otherwise, it's going to come off as she's in the wilderness. And that's how it came across to me. But beyond that, if you zoom in, look at her eyes. Like they're all wonky. Like one is looking down, one's shut or almost shut, almost like she's just waking up. The other one's like looking another direction and down like she's sleeping or drunk or I mean I'm not saying she's drunk because she's sober um it's just it's a weird it's a shot that you know you get in between shots it's just oh yep throw that one away and she said she used that for her back cover so I'm, I'm just really confused I don't know why you would select that photo for your back cover but okay you do you anyways go check it out it's on her Instagram I think it's her last post no no all right well, let's talk summer house. Okay. Traditionally, you guys, I know so many of you love summer house and you're looking for that to fill the Vanderpump rules party gap. Um, I watched, I've watched it since the beginning. I, I, I didn't care for it much. It seemed really like kind of sad, like Jersey house, but for people in their late thirties and I don't know, beer pong and all that, which I love some beer pong, don't get me wrong, but it's like that's their lifestyle. It's just getting shit face plastered all summer long. Granted, they go into the city and work during the week, but I don't know. I've never really been into it, and I thought a lot of the players just seem pretty pathetic, and I don't know. But then they switched it up and brought in some new people. When they brought in Paige and Hannah, I really liked them the first season, but then last season, they bugged the shit out of me. I, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And now I kind of understand why, because they have a podcast together, and they both have said some problematic things, and not only, you know, that happens from time to time, we've all done that, but they like double down on it, and that just kind of, you know, comes off as cocky and arrogant, and we've seen how that's worked out for other people that kind of double down. It, it doesn't usually work out so well. So... I stopped liking them. However, this year, well, I still, I'm not a fan, but it does seem like hot girl, hot mess summer coming up, um, particularly with Hannah. Um, Paige, I'm just bored with. I will get into her on my thoughts on that. Um, Carl seems better. He's always seemed, you know, gross and a player and, but he seems to have changed, and I'm keeping an open mind. Um, Kyle's grown on me as well, although he is always wasted, but, um, you know, I guess that's fun. So, let's see. Okay, I liked Luke last year, also because he's a Minnesota boy, but it does seem to be, now I, I've, after two episodes, I definitely, I'm not into him. It's fishy, it's shady, he's calling Hannah every day, along with like four to five other girls every day, yet never mentions that. Um, he knows that she thinks, I don't know, it's confusing, like, she thinks they're dating, and dated all last summer, we're in a relationship, he says no. 
I don't know. So I don't know if she's delusional or if he's just a serious mind fuck. I don't know. I think she needs to watch He's Just Not That Into You again and pick up on the signs because it seems like she's in a whole lot of denial and like the signs are there. You just don't want to see him. He's telling you. Um, and we can all see it. Obviously, her friends in the house, Paige and Amanda can see it. So it's just getting a little sad. It's kind of reminding me of Elizabeth and James on Below Deck, like how he did not acknowledge her birthday, didn't even kiss her on her birthday, didn't give her a card, nothing. And she got all pissed off, obviously, because she thought they were a thing. And then the next day, she just totally went to kissing his ass and being like a puppy dog panting at his at his presence. So it, it's kind of reminding me of that. Very cringy. Um, so anyway, so they're all speculating and Hannah's like, yeah, I'm, sh- I think with quarantine, Luke and I are going to be a thing this summer. Um, this is episode one before Luke gets there and she's like, yep, it's just, we still have the chemistry and you know, obviously he's not going to be able to go out to bars and p- pick up other women. So she thinks she's got this in the bag kind of by force, which is kind of sad, also cringy. But then he walks in with Sierra, who is probably one of the most beautiful, like flawless women I've ever seen. Like, I wasn't alone. Everyone was just like, wow, (laughs) her skin is like ridiculously flawless. And then on top of that, she's a nurse. And to find out, she's a traveling nurse that's going to COVID-torn areas and helping people. And she's only 24. And seems fun. Seems cool. Has a head on her shoulders. Seems like a girl's girl. Um, that, that would suck. <laughs> it's like, okay, not only do you think you're going to hook up with this guy that you think you're in a relationship, but he walks in with <laughs> someone very difficult to <laughs> beat out. And not that it's about beating, it's about relationships. But, I mean, Luke even says it. He's like, oh, you know, Hannah and I are great friends and I love her, but... Sierra, she's beautiful inside and out. And I'm like, what was that emphasis on inside? So basically you're saying Hannah's not? That I don't know. I wouldn't have liked to watch that uh, confessional if I was Hannah. So I like how then they kind of are going through the house and whoever's narrating, I think it's Kyle saying, it it shows them all working because now they're all going to work from the summer house all summer and shows them all on their computers, and then they pan over to Paige and Hannah in bed. And Kyle's like, "Mm, some of us are a little more flexible. Basically, they don't really have jobs. They podcast, but, you know, you really can't make a living off podcast money unless you're like Joe Rogan or the Call Her Daddy Girls. It's, uh, It's not enough to sustain one's rent, car, everything else. I know Paige says her job is fashion blogger so I looked up her so she has like 350,000 followers now is that enough to get enough ads and sponsorships to pay your bills I don't know influencer people weigh in I thought you kind of had to be like a million to be able to like okay I'm going to do this full time I can pay my bills off influencer money but 350 seems a little low to be able to do that but who knows um I yeah bottom line I don't think they're rolling deep in it so Lindsay kind of sucks that we know we have to spend this whole season you know kind of investing in Steven slash Stravi only to find out they've now been broken up since October apparently so I don't know I mean I guess we'll see she's already gone a little crazy on him his voice reminds me of Ed Burns just when especially in episode two when he's cooking and I just, I was like, I've heard that voice before. Ed Burns, go listen for it. Um, We'll get into how she goes a little net-net on last night's episode. Okay, Um, Danielle also looking bomb this season. Everyone looks great. New house looks killer. Mm. Okay, so then Hannah walks in. And Lindsay, like, gives her the cold shoulder. So apparently, Lindsay's pissed off at Hannah because she talked, because Hannah talks shit on Lindsay on several podcasts. 
So in retribution, Lindsay did not invite Hannah to her New Year's Eve party. And then in turn, Hannah got pissed off at Lindsay because she thought Lindsay was pushing Danielle to make out or hook up with Luke, who Hannah thinks is her boyfriend. But clearly, okay, Luke lives between Minnesota and New York. If you're his boyfriend and you're in a relationship and he's in New York, where you are, this is before COVID, and it's New Year's Eve and he goes to Lindsay's party and you don't, like, wouldn't he bring you or wouldn't he spend it with you if he was your boyfriend? He wouldn't be going to a party on New Year's Eve. I don't know. It, uh, Hannah should have woke up. Like, if you guys are in a relationship... I think you'd be spending New Year's Eve together. Just saying. So Hannah did say on Watch What Happens Live that she actually has never, here's the other red flag. You've never had sex with him, but you think you were boyfriend, girlfriend, or in a relationship. But she did tell Andy Cohen on live TV, she's like, but his dick's been in my mouth twice. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Mom. So another red flag on that. Let's see. Danielle, it turns out that she and Luke did make out a little bit on New Year's Eve, but then he pulled away saying he was still into his ex. So again, now Sierra has heard this, Hannah's heard this, Danielle's heard this, he's still into his ex. So again, Hannah, not your boyfriend. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The stove doesn't work. Yeah, I'd be a little pissed off paying that much money and the stove doesn't work. But I thought they were just being dumb and I figured the pilot light wasn't lit. But now in episode two, you see the guy come over and it is broken. So I have to eat my words on that. Um, mm -hmm. So then, okay, they go to bed. Luke is playing both sides. He's like, good night, burn dog. And then he texts Sierra, stoked to be spending the summer with you. Now he does that again in episode two. He's like, yo, burn dog, have a good night. And then good night, beautiful to Sierra again. So he's texting both girls. I don't know. I think a good night, beautiful is a little different than yo, burn dog. Again, friend zone, Hannah, wake up. That's not like sexy romantic talk. Yo, bird dog. Mm, the writing's on the wall. You need to open your eyes. Also thought it was interesting when they were panning around Luke's room that they panned to a value pack of 36 condoms. So interesting for a guy that doesn't seem to sleep with anybody. He sure does seem to be planning on it because he brought a value pack of condoms. Huh. <clears throat> so either he's planning on Sierra, who I think is is the plan, or Hannah or Danielle, but possibly Lindsay. I think we saw some previews where perhaps they hook up. I don't know. All right. So what happened on last night's? So kind of talked about it a little bit, but Luke for sure is playing both sides. Um. Oh, and then the morning, he's like, "Morning, beautiful." And then to Hannah, yo, morning, burn dog, how'd you sleep? It's like, are you texting that to all the other girls in the house? So I do think he's playing both sides. But then when he talks to Hannah, he's like, what's up, bro? Yeah, I see you all the time, dude. Like, he talks to her like a bro. And I think she just needs to pay attention to that. So then they all watch Carl's mom get married. And I'm happy for his mom because everyone loves her. And she was very upset about her divorce. So it's good to see her happy. Um, oh, this was good. Okay, this is when Paige was good. I liked I liked this scene. They want to figure out the Sierra situation. So while Hannah and Luke are playing tennis, Paige sits Sierra down by the pool and just starts pumping her for information about Luke. So Sierra reveals that she's been to Minnesota, which is like, ooh, juicy, because that seems to be his little line, like, hey, come to Minnesota. Um, She says that they have hooked up um, several different times over the last couple years. I don't know. And then Hannah's on the tennis court, and she's like, yep, he's still into me. The chemistry's still there. It's just like last summer. It's like, oh, not so much, Hannah. So she confronts Luke. This is before 
she confronts him a second time with Sierra saying, so what's the deal? Like, I've never heard you mention Sierra's name, but now I hear she's been in your life for a couple of years. You've hooked up. What do you want? Are you planning on hooking up with me? Are you planning on hooking up with her? And he straight up tells her, yeah, I want to see where it goes with Sierra. She's beautiful. and I'm very attracted to her. Ouch. That's got to hurt. He's like, I'm great friends with you. I mean, we have an awesome friendship. I want you in my life. Uh, friend zoned. Okay, would you listen, Hannah? He's telling you what you need to hear. He is telling you, listen. Okay. So then they go into their roller skating party, and <clears throat> first thing is the dance floor, the roller skating thing. It's way too small for that many people. Like, how is that even fun? You can basically like take a couple steps, and then you're gonna run into somebody. So, I mean, nice idea, but not that fun when you can only like I don't know so okay where am I Lindsay gets wasted and she's so Stephen has to go up and take a work call she storms up there later she's slurring she's wasted she's like you're working I mean keep in mind she said he works in hospitality which has taken the biggest hit since COVID and his staff went way down. So I get the dude has to work and he's lucky to still have a job. So let him work because a lot of people aren't lucky enough to have their job, especially in hospitality. So he's like, I told you I have to work. She's like, this is how you're going to treat me. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So then the next day she goes, no, she's sober. And she's like, you're still working. He's like, um, yeah, but I could use a sandwich, like total, totally jackster, like, where's my sandwich? Um, so she's all pissed off again, which Lindsay's very good at being pissed off, but she seems like she's pissed off all the time. Like I would be walking around eggshells on her, uh, around her. So Hannah talks to Sierra and really gets the lowdown and uh, he said he... He told Sarah he never slept with Hannah because she'd get too attached. And Hannah seemed shocked by that. But I think it's like kind of true. Look, look how attached she is now. And they haven't even slept together. Hannah tells Sierra she was fully dating Luke last summer. They were in a full relationship. She spent every night with him. um, Had dinners together every night. Slept over. Sarah seems very shocked um, because she's also like, oh, well, I talked to him and FaceTime him every day last summer as well. So that does seem a little suspicious. So then Hannah confronts Luke with Sierra, which I think is great because let's just eliminate this. He said, she said, and he has to speak in front of both of them so he can't lie. So he's like, Hannah, we never dated. We were never a couple and she's freaking out because, I mean, that would really sting and really hurt. Whether or not it's true or not true, she thought it was true, so that would hurt. Um, If it was true, that would hurt. I I don't know. It's just embarrassing. Like, I feel her pain on that. So, I think it's going to be a hot mess summer and I think I may actually enjoy this season. We'll see. I still think... This show has probably gone on for too long, but we'll see. Maybe it's finally getting into its groove. Oh, hey, I forgot to mention. This is random. Uh, I just saw it on my notes. Rachel Nobrian got engaged, so congrats, Rachel. She he, he surprised her in the desert, like Joshua Spring or Joshua Tree, um, Palm Springs area, and Kristen was out there and. Zach, aka Wig, was out there and a few other friends. Um, no likes, people were commenting, no likes or congrats from Stassi, which, you know what, take the high road, bitch. Like, I saw, like, Ariana on there uh, saying congratulations, and it's like, remember Rachel and Ariana? They've since made up and they're friends, but, you know, they had a whole thing. It's like, Stassi, she was your best friend, your minion, your sidekick. She was there when... Patrick dumped you. She went to Mexico. She dropped everything and went to Mexico with you. Went on all your um, whims to Europe. And it's. And then as soon as you got a boyfriend, you dumped her. I don't know. And I wonder if Lowe is still employed by Stassi. Because that was... Speculation is 
Well, I think Stassi dumped Rachel because she didn't need her anymore because she got a boyfriend. But then the low stuff really put things on top. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, someone, uh, I think Lisa Edelstein posted in our group the link to the Honeydew podcast that Rachel was on talking about the low French situation, low being the assistant of Stassi. Well, originally she was Rachel's assistant. She was like a stalker fan. And then Rachel introduced her to some of the VPR girls trying to help Lo out, getting her extra work so maybe she could actually make a whole living as an assistant. And then Stassi eventually just took her over 100% and kind of stole her, which was fine. But then Lo went a little crazy. I think she went a little single white female and wanted to like push everyone out of Stassi's life so she had her all to herself. Kind of like, um, what am I thinking of? Hmm. It'll come to me. But I, I definitely am. I'm feeling a little a single white female situation going on there. But I don't know if she even works with her anymore. Because what does she have to work on? Stassi's not really doing a whole lot. However, I feel like that's going to change. All right. Let's get into Salt Lake Reunion. Which, by the way, I think was a hell of a lot better than the entire season put together. Um, it was pretty good. I thought they all looked amazingly stunning. Um, but I really didn't care for any of the dresses, except I liked, like, Lisa's was fine. It was classic, um, simple, and I liked Whitney's. But there are others, it was just too Miss America pageanty, and I mean, it, not Miss America, it was more like Mrs. America. Just didn't care for them, my opinion. And I was also confused on Mary's makeup. Like, Mary's dresses wasn't that bad, um, but her makeup, she had one gold eye and one purple eye, like the eyeshadow. It was, like, not purple and gold. It was, like, one was gold, one was purple. So I don't know if she's just, like, a huge Vikings fan, and if so, cool, like you even more now, Mary, um, or like you, because I didn't really care that much for her, but she can stay. I mean, I'd we could find out more. I don't like what goes on with the church and the spending and the how. Like, that's so icky to me. But I'd give her another shot. So then they start to arguing, like, Meredith and Jen about Brooks. And Brooks just needs to go away. Okay? They're arguing. Meredith saying Jen came after her son on Twitter. And she's like, no, I didn't. She's like, I just said he has one sweatsuit. That does not make a line. And that's true. And also, why does he get to be in Fashion Week? He has one tracksuit. He's not well known. I mean, people work for years and aspire to and work hard to even have the opportunity to get to Fashion Week. He just gets to make a little tracksuit that was knocked off from some other um, things we've already seen and just gets to be in it because... Because... I don't know. And then Meredith's like, he saved his own money to make that. It's like, who cares? Doesn't everybody do that? Like, um, I, I don't know. Her kids just seem very entitled and very coddled. And it's like, oh, he had a paper route and he earned his own money so he could make a tracksuit because there, I just taught him business. I mean, Lisa Barlow's actually really teaching her kids business, maybe too much, but oh, c come on. I don't know. I just think a little entitled, a little way too much of a stretch to let him be in fashion week. Um, when I'm sure there were plenty of other people that have spent years trying to get in to have that kind of exposure. Anyways, um, let's see Lisa on her birthday party. Oh, okay. Because that birthday party, uh, for Meredith, it was awkward because it was actually on Lisa's birthday. So then they got into the whole thing, Heather and Lisa, and Lisa's like, I didn't care about that, but Heather, you just gave me the up and down, like the once over. And Heather's like, what are you talking about? She's like, I mean, she's like, pan footage, pan footage. Lisa's trying to like be Andy Cohen, this whole reunion taking over. She's like, I mean, I know I look good. I had a Versace Cavalli coat and I had beautiful hair. I look fantastic. It's like, Lisa loves some Lisa a lot. And they even do a little montage of that, like Lisa loving Lisa. So that's true. I'm just confident and confidence. Like, no, there's confidence. You're cocky and arrogant and hmm, it's just too much. So 
she's uh so heather's like that's not what i was doing lisa's like stop talking stop talking shut up i'm talking annie interjects and he's like we're gonna move on let's move on and then lisa no we're not going to move on (laughs) andy's face was priceless he was so bothered he was like look he's like wow he's like you could tell he was about to like slam her in her place and be like you're done but then he's just like Ugh. he's like you're coming in a little hot here that his facials were classic so then he asks mary about her green foo-foo weird dress and she's like it's not for everyone and not everyone can fit into it it's a little body shaming there mary i don't know Andy asks Jen something we all want to know. What actually is your job? What do you do? And she's like, well, I have companies. It's like, okay, what do your companies do? Well, we have a platform. We have a platform that market companies. It's like, she doesn't explain it very well. I mean, they they keep pushing and prying a little bit. So she explains it's kind of like a, you know, advertising demographic type of platform so I kind of get it but I don't know it's it's just I don't know if you're really that involved or leading companies when your answer is oh I have companies like what do you do for a living I have companies okay what do your companies do um business like okay I something weird going on there So then Andy calls Jen out for not apologizing to Heather until a year later. So that was fair. He he basically like, I don't think it was very sincere. He's like, why did it take you a year? Uh, Meredith and Jen get back into it about vagina gate saying her kids had to leave and go to Best Buy because they were so uncomfortable after seeing Jen's vagina. That was awkward, awkward conversation. Um, Jen said that's not true, that the kids were upset because they caught Meredith smoking. And then this is just a weird storyline. Meredith said that Jen secretly recorded Meredith smoking. Odd accusation. And Jen's denying it. She's like, why would I record you? And Meredith's like, "Mm mm-hmm, let's go with that. Sure. And Andy's like, well, are you saying she was blackmailing you or threatening you? Like, I'm going to show everyone in the world that you were smoking a cigarette. Like, who the fuck cares, first of all? She's like, why would she record you? She's like, "Mm, I don't know. You should ask her. Weird. Weird conversation. All right. So, okay. Oh, so then Mary and Lisa are arguing and Lisa just keeps doing like, you know, the Italian arm thing. And Mary's like, put your arms down. Put your hands down in front of me. Don't you wave your arms at me. And Lisa's like, I'm from New York. It's what we do. And Heather's like, mm-hmm, but you've lived in Utah for 20 years? Okay. And she's like, my mother still lives here. I don't know. And, yeah. That's when they go into the montage about her being confident slash cocky. She's like, I like myself. People write books about liking themselves. <laughs> Again, random comments. Um, Mary's like, I'm confident, but I don't make people feel less than. So I think that was a good point because I can see that about Mary, although she does a little bit um, because she, like Lisa, they're both like name brand whores and love to name drop and that sort of thing. Um, But I can definitely see where Lisa comes off as condescending or if anyone's giving people the once over, it's Lisa, not Heather. So I can definitely see where Heather gets that vibe from Lisa. Um. Then Lisa and Whitney start getting into it about the Vita vodka and the bartenders. And Whitney said she texted her really nicely about the bartenders and that Lisa was snarky. And Lisa denies that. So Whitney brings out her receipts of the text messages, gives it to Andy. But then Andy's like, sweetie, these are really bad Xerox copies. I can't even read them. <laughs> it's kind of funny. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, hey, you need to come prepared with like good copies. I think it's funny he said Xerox copies because you showed your age. And C, Andy, you're over, you're showing your age. You said Xerox and that you can't read them. That means you need glasses, okay? Mm-hmm. Anything else on Salt Lake? 
getting all confused here with my notes. Need Holly here. All right. Well, this is okay. Up oh, Southern Charm, Southern Charm, Dallas. All right. Well, next week looks bomb on Salt Lake. Um, you know, I'm here for another season. I. I think Meredith and Lisa will have an issue, and that could be good to watch. But I don't really know. I mean, overall, I wasn't really into this franchise, but I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot. Looking forward to Jersey, that's for sure. So on Dallas, um, okay. I'm tired of all these filler scenes. I'm tired of seeing Deandra with her shaman. I don't care. Um, just tell me about the family fight. That's that's what I want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear more about the your daddy drama and brother and stepmom and just I don't I don't care you telling your shaman that you think Carrie's jealous of your lifestyle. Uh, also tired of the dog training scenes with Cameron. So boring. Um, the only refuge from that torture is the hot dog trainer man like I do enjoy watching him so but not enough for multiple dog training scenes it's boring I don't care so I like that Tiffany wants to throw like a chill pizza party like just like regular style it you know but then she does explain a lot um that shows yeah girl you definitely never had or went to slumber parties because you can't lay down a set of rules like that and expect people to like it. So you can definitely tell her social awkwardness and that she wasn't very social growing up. Like she was a bookworm. Nothing wrong with that because look how accomplished she is. And now she has everything she wants. But you can see the effect because she's just a little weird. Um, I love Stephanie and Travis's banter. I love that... <laughs> He's like, she, she's over budget. And he's like, mm, you're going to have to sleep a lot, sleep with a lot of people to get them to donate what you need. And she's like, I don't know if my services are that good, Travis. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so either. So I think that was a little fun husband-wife funny banter. Um, so Tiffany and Carrie are getting, well, most of them got glam. I'm like, they got glam squads for a pizza party. Um... Okay. Also think it's super rude and I hate this because it shows that you're not respectful of other people's time and that your time is more important that Tiffany is still getting ready with her glam squad in her bathroom when her guests are arriving. Now her guests also had glam and they managed to travel all the way to your house and you're still getting ready. I just think it's rude. I think it's disrespectful, but I'm like a super punctual person. So could just me being a little anal so tiffany lays down the ground rules the party must be over by 10 30 everyone must must wear shoe covers also hate that i hate going to people's houses and like when they're having an event or a party like i get if that's this their regular house rule and you're just going over there it's like all right i mean i don't love it but um and it's not about not being barefoot i love being barefoot i'm barefoot all the time or in flip-flops all the time I just think it's tacky to ask people to take off their shoes. But, um, especially when you're having a party, but then have them put on shoe covers. Now, these women are, like, pride themselves on their shoes. Their th shoes are thousands of dollars. That's what they want to show off. Their outfit is about the shoe. And then to have them put little medical booty c covers on, I don't know, I just think it's tacky. You know what? Like, just wash your floor after. Or... I don't know, maybe you don't have a floor that's going to be so easily damaged by a pair of heels. I don't know. Just don't like it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and then, so then they're all there while Tiffany's still getting ready in her bathroom with her glam squad. So they're going through her closet. Now that Birkenbag situation is just ridiculous. It seems so wasteful to me, but I'm trying hard not to judge because I know y'all love the designer shit and all that. It's just... For so, I mean, especially like right now and the world has all these catastrophes, just like, you know, geographical, like all these hurricanes and then we have COVID and, and just, you know, 
$10,000 handbags and she has like a whole collection of them and then just sit there on display just seems so wasteful to me but that's me I'll try to let this go um <laughs> but yeah her rules total buzzkill on the party like no more rules she's like oh and another rule no fighting I don't know so after she insults everyone she says we're gonna have a pizza pon- uh, pizza contest and you have to be honest which is going to be really hard for this group. So now you're insulting your guests. You're, you've laid down a whole set of rules. You're insulting them. I don't know. She's like, and then, you know, upon first violation, you'll get a verbal warning. And then violation number two, you'll get pizza flour in your face. And then violation, it's just like, everyone's like, what? Okay. So everyone's there and they're glam, except for however, I like Brandy rolls in in shorts and a plain white t-shirt. Gotta love Brandy style. I think Stephanie kind of had like a little shorts romper on too while everyone else was like red carpeting it. So dumb. So <clears throat> Tiffany brings out the toppings that everyone's going to make their stuff with. And she's like, I have a little something special. I have some hickory smoked crickets or buffalo flavored crickets. Of course, no one wants those. She's trying to force it on everyone. It's so annoying. She already did this before at her other dinner at her dim sum dinner. No one wants it. <clears throat> so she does it anyways. There's nothing worse I hate than when people force you to eat something you don't want to eat. And they just, come on, just try it. Just try it. Yeah, I hate when people do that. It's just rude. It's like, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can decide if I want to eat it or not want to eat it. Or if I want to take a dare or not take a dare. But don't be sneaking it into my food. That's just bullshit. That happened to me and my sister one time we were at this restaurant in Vegas and we got the Caesar salad and we're like, no anchovies. And I realize it's usually in the dressing, but what we don't see doesn't hurt us. Fine. It's usually in the dressing, but a lot of times, you know, especially if it's like a real authentic one, they'll actually put them in the salad, like little bits of anchovies. And we're like, no anchovies. The guy was so fucking rude. He's like, ah, It's not a Caesar salad then. You have to have the anchovies. They're like, yeah, we know, but we don't want them. No, you have to. Just try it. Just try it. We're like, no, we're the fucking customers. No. Maybe I have an allergy, okay? Well, now I just got to go with that because I'm so sick of trying to talk people out of when I don't want to do something, I have to justify it. It's like, I'm in charge of my own life. I don't have to justify it to you. So he's like, "Mm, I I just think that's a mistake. So then he brings the Caesar salad. We eat it. He's like, how was everything? We're like, great. Ha, I knew you'd like it. I put the anchovies in there. (sighs) Like, I don't know why we didn't fucking like throw a fit and call the general manager and and then like pretend to go in anaphylactic shock or something. So rude. I don't know. So I'm with everybody being pissed off. Like some of them just rolled with it when Tiffany's like, ha ha, you like my pizza? I put in the crickets. Ha ha. And I don't know. I don't like her Valley Girl voice either. So I'd be really pissed off. And then again, her social awkwardness. She's like, you guys want to hear a really funny story? She's like, when I came over here and I didn't speak English that well, She's like, I love jalapenos, but I call them jalapenos. <laughs> like, really? Is that like the funniest story ever, Tiffany? Like, probably a lot of people call them jalapenos. Probably a lot of six-year-old children, if they can even read that much. Um, it, not that funny. But I'm guessing based on her life and <laughs> that she was just buried in a book, that probably is like one of the most hysterical things that's ever happened to her because she didn't get to experience a whole lot else. And again, it's all a trade-off because look at what she's accomplished at such a young age. So no judgment, just saying. <laughs> I remember my senior year, I wasn't doing so well in this one class and the teacher was like, maybe you want to switch it out for something. And I was like, no, I like this class. I'm, I'm interested. But, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to apply myself anymore because I'm like, I'm about balance. I want to enjoy my senior year and have fun. As long as I pass, that's all I care about. Cool. All right. Southern charm. Well, all of the women looked bomb. I loved um, most of the dresses. 
I didn't love Lava's dress. I thought the color looked killer on her. She looks great in red. Um, I think, and I like Madison's dress. I just don't think it did a whole lot for her. I would have liked to see her in like a Ramona blue, really make those eyes pop. Um, Danny looked very Stassi-esque, um, which was fine. Catherine looked great blonde, and the gold looked great on her. Um, so we kind of get right into it. Craig is kind of hitting it. Pringle, he's like, mm, we all want to know, like, if, if you miss your kids so much, like, why'd you leave? You, He's like, uh, because I had a business opportunity. He's like, you day trade from home. I mean, that's kind of a valid point. Like, I get that you need to be happy to set a good example for your kids, but you did move across the country and then you say how bad you miss them. But I get it. If you don't have the support there, if you feel like you'd be better for them doing this, then you got to do that. And he said he lives with intense guilt over it and that sort of thing. But I am curious. Yeah, if he works from home and, you know, I guess, I guess everybody has their own journey, their own path. Uh, but he quickly stepped to Craig and that was kind of hot. He's like, talk to me again about my kids and I'll come at you. I'd like to see that. Uh, Shep said Pringle was a real player in high school. And he's like, yeah, he almost played for Georgia. Like almost, like that's almost doesn't count. So basically you're saying he played football in high school. Okay. (laughs) There we go. So then Madison and Austin and Craig get all up into it about Patricia and, you know, how she's pushing Madison to go for Pringle or pushing her to go for a man with money. And she's like, she's my friend. Like, she's been my friend for 12 years. And Austin's like, she pays you to wash her hair. (laughs) I mean, but then Madison's like, you're just mad I make more off her annually than you make all year. Touche. Um, then they go to break cause the guys are wasted and they have to pee. So they're all walking up to break and Andy's like, Madison, does anyone ever tell you you look like Jessica Simpson? She's like, yeah, the Duke's the highest version. I'm like, mm, easy there, Jessica, slow down. Don't be slamming Jessica. Cause guess what? All versions of Jessica are beautiful. Not just the Duke's a hazard version. And yes, you do look like that. Um, but to, you know, any version of Jessica is a good version. So then Madison and Pringle kind of get into it. She said a week ago, Pringle said he was falling for her and he denied it. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, she said, you said you'd hook up with me. And Craig and Austin were like, oh, 100%. If she came on to you, you would go to her hotel room tonight. He's like, no, no, I wouldn't. So then Andy's asking Madison what she had done, which I was confused. I'm like, I didn't know she had anything done. She's like, I had the full mommy makeover. Same as uh, Catherine. I didn't know they had mommy makeovers. And is that really needed? Like, she's 30 or 33, as we've heard both. Catherine's like 27 or 28. Like, you need a, you need all that work done? I mean, like, Madison had has one kid. I, I don't know. And I really, like, we saw her last. She said she had it done six weeks ago. We saw her last year. Like, she was perfect last year. What did you have done? I mean, do whatever makes you feel good and makes you feel better for sure. But. I don't know. I guess that's a thing now. And I'm just, I don't feel bad for new moms. I feel like that's what they have to do because I don't think that they needed to. But I guess whatever makes them feel better is for the best for everybody. Anyway, so then Andy asks Austin what he, you know, if he's seen her new mommy makeover body. And he's like, I have. And she's like, no, you haven't. And Craig's like, yes, you, they, you slept together. You slept together. You said, I don't want to see my stomach. Just put it in. So apparently Austin did sleep with Madison like one time after her mommy makeover. But she's not really owning it. So who knows? Um, Craig basically then continues to slut shame Madison for dating multiple people. It's like, okay, she's been broken up with Austin forever. If they got together and had a, you know, a one night thing. He's like, and she was talking to another man at that time. She's like, but Andy, Andy even said, he's, he's like, but they're not together. Like, how come you all can date as many women as you want, sleep with each other's girlfriends? It's fine. But if she's dating when she's single, she's a slut. 
Um, and Andy to Craig, it's like, why do you care so much? It's not even your girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. Craig is way too fixated on Madison, that's for sure. And Madison's getting equally disgusted with Craig. She's like, fix your hair. I can't even look at you because he does look like a hot mess. He looks like a drunken hot mess. Um, then Madison's, you know, basically said, Craig, you're just mad because of like, I know things about Natalie. She's like, but your best buddy, Austin, is the one person that told me the things about Natalie, just like he told me the things about Danny and Shep. So it's like, if you're going to be mad at someone, be mad at your best friend that is spreading shit about your girlfriend or other people, you know, she's just a, you know, messenger. He's the one betraying you. So then they talk about Kristen Cavallari and sliding into Craig's DMs. Well, she went on their podcast and said, I didn't slide into your DMs. You had sent me some masks and I replied back saying, thank you. Where's a good place to go eat in Charleston? And then we all met up. Okay. So that was cleared up on their podcast. Um, And I, who knows if she and Austin have hooked up. They kind of deny. I, th- I think something happened, like a makeout or something, or maybe like a one night stand kind of thing. But they're good friends. But they both, like, he definitely kind of insinuates or blushes. He doesn't say it, but I feel like something has happened. Um, and then Craig and Austin accuse Madison of being revengeful and reaching out to Jay Cutler for revenge on that. She's like, I did not reach out to him. And they're like, yes, you did, you liar. Well, she's got her text receipts. So she brings her phone over to Andy and he confirms it. He's like, oh, okay, he did. He's like, hey, where's a good place in, you know, Charleston to eat or whatever. And she's like, are you asking me that? Because your ex asked Craig and Austin the same thing. And he's like, oh, I didn't know they did. So anyways, he definitely, yeah, he threw it out there. She flirted back. It was funny because then Andy got to the part where Madison is kind of flirting back and she like blushed and like grabbed the phone back and ran off. So that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Madison blushes. Andy asks Craig, why do you even care if she gets it on with Jay Cutler? See again, Craig, why do you care? Then Craig calls her trash. Um, Catherine and Pringle tell him that shitty. Yeah. These, these, these boys like to do that. Shep and Craig and Austin, they have this air about themselves that they just, they love to throw out trash, white trash, that sort of thing, just belittle. They have that arrogance and it's, just, it's that old boys club, old Southern boys club, and it's disgusting. So Craig, uh, not sure you're still as golden as you once may have been. Then Craig tells, uh, He's talking, he's like, well, we'll say this about, you know, Madison's son, Hudson. He's like, and Levis' kids, too. Like, they could both be models. Poor Catherine's like, what about my kids? And it was, like, sad and awkward. Uh, uh, Madison said Hudson really never cared for Austin because he never really made any kind of effort unless the cameras were there. He got all pissed off, and he's like, I opened up a whole new world for you. You just said you all you did was work, go home, go to sleep, watch TV. I opened up this whole world. Like, basically, again, holding this overhead like, you owe me. I gave you this show. I made you famous. It's like, Austin, you weren't even on the fucking show either for how many years? Four years? So it's like one could say Shep made you. Shep opened up this world for you. Like, nobody owes anybody anything. She's the reason the show was of any interest last season and this season. So whether you like her or not, she made the last two seasons of the show. Otherwise, pretty sure it would have been canceled. So you did not make her. All right. Well, and then Craig's just yelling at Madison, just let him go. Let him go. And she's like, "Uh, I already did, you crackhead. She's like, I took your advice. And Austin's just chiming in. And so she's like, shut your Muppet mouth. That was funny. Um, Then, okay, so they're talking about Trop Hop, and Austin's like, yeah, I have Trop Hop in bars. I have them in grocery stores, in clubs. I just had a meeting with Leva's husband, and Leva jumps in. She's like, "Uh, excuse me? Like, again, old boys club mentality. Like, oh, it's not Leva that owns the bar. It's her husband. She's like, excuse me? 
<clears throat> she's like, don't get it twisted. She's like, you had a meeting with my husband because I asked him to meet with you. But you know what? That can change real quick tomorrow. So I love that. It's like it's both of their clubs. They both have opened and run several restaurants and clubs. Just that's happened to me before. They're like, oh, just send your guy down to talk to me. It's like, excuse me, I, I am the guy. Or if I'm at a trade show, um, a lot of times men will go up to one of my male business parts and think that they're going to ask like, oh, well, he'll know the answer. And it's like, they actually don't. I'm the one that knows the answer. But because they think they're a man, they're more technical or no more. And it always blows up in their face. Not not talking about my coworkers, but the customers. It's like, because mm, then they'll be like, oh, Sarah, could you help with this? Yeah. Yes, I can. So I feel you, lava. It's annoying as fuck. So Craig's just talking about Austin. He's like, he has his beer in grocery stores. He's like, you rent a chair to cut hair. Again, slamming her. She has her own business. She's had her own business for so many years. I mean, obviously, she's on a salary by Patricia on top of her other clients. Like, yeah, okay, Austin has just in the last year started doing something with his life. Isn't he like 31, 32? Yeah, I think he's just said that on his podcast. So, yeah, I don't know. Then Shep's talking about what an amazing businessman Austin is now. He's like, oh, you know, I'll say this. Austin now gets up at like 8 or 9 a.m. And then and then he goes to the gym. It's like, it doesn't make you a businessman by getting up at 8 or 9. And then you go to the gym. Um, I would say a businessman probably gets up at, depends on what kind of business, obviously. Maybe 6 a.m. And then you go to the gym. Or maybe you go to the gym at night or at lunch. Uh, you don't roll out of bed at eight or nine, then go work out for a couple hours. And then as a businessman, start your day around noon. That's, again, depends on what kind of business. I guess if he is going to bars at night to sell his product, but I don't think he would be doing that at night because that's when they're busy, right? He would be going to meet with people during the day when they're not busy to get his, and when the buyer is there, the owner is there to get his beer in their establishment or a grocery store he's not going to a grocery store at 10 o'clock at night so yeah these guys are just very lazy and entitled i think so uh, 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 austin keeps calling madison a monster you're a monster you're a monster you're trash i want nothing to do with you so her saying to shut his muppet mouth i really don't think is is bad and also warrant it because if someone is just hurling insults at you and yelling at you and ganging up on you with your two buddies on stage yeah saying shut your mouth at mouth really not that bad okay mm-hmm. oh then they talk about thomas's new baby mama and that it was the baby mama's ex-boyfriend that hung that big sign awning um right in the middle of charleston saying with thomas's picture <clears throat> saying like you know basically implying he's a sex offender and don't trust him around your kids i don't know it was funny it was <laughs> very cringy um so that was funny that was interesting because andy was asking if Catherine, if she's met the new baby she's like no i haven't even met the baby mama which is kind of fucked up because if your two kids are spending time with thomas and the baby mama you should be able to meet the baby mama i don't know again old boys club and now thomas is suing Catherine for full custody which again you know what fuck you and look at all your allegations so what happened did he just settle out of court on all those accusations i don't really know what happened to you guys with the nanny and the other sexual harassment suits that were filed. I don't know. I never really f- heard the resolution on that. Okay, that was a lot. Um, I'm hoping Holly will be back soon so we can start talking about other things. We're gonna, I'm going to work on that project I told you guys about. Um, and hopefully Holly and I can start doing that very soon as well as some of the other stuff. I mean, I definitely want to talk about Jersey. Um, I got to watch that Bling Empire. Maybe talk about that. We got to talk about Free Britney, man. Um, that is just, that's 
what everyone's talking about. It sounds horrific. So I'm going to try and watch that this weekend. All right. Thanks for hanging in there with me, you guys. I know it's not the best. Um, and let's all pray for Holly to come back for the next one. Okay. Thanks. Bye.